When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Have you always felt a little odd, a little different? The world is crying out for witches to heal and to rebuild. But do you hear its call and will you answer? This is a space for free thinking, where I give you tools to explore and build your craft. We all have a divine spark. Join me each week and grow that spark into a fiery beacon. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft, and I'll be bringing you a one-on-one guide to all things witchcraft and spirituality. This is... The Major's Well. Hey Majors, welcome back to the show. This week I thought we'd look at self-love, something that is often overlooked and dismissed within our society and when it is covered, it's not very nuanced, shall we say. I'm going to get into it. It's quite comprehensive, this episode, I think. So I've split it into part one, and part two will land next week, Wednesday, 5pm UK time. But first, let's see what's on the cards for this week. So there's that pink full moon tomorrow, which I mentioned in last week's episode. It's the first moon of the spring season, and it references the flowers coming into blossom. I also spoke about how to work with it in last week's show. Tomorrow also marks the day the Olympic Games restarted after a break of 1,500 years. It actually restarted in 1896. World Health Day on the 7th marks the organization's creation in 1948, and each year it focuses on a specific public health concern. And for 2023, it's Health for All, looking back at previous successes and how to tackle the health challenges of today and tomorrow. It's also no housework day on the 7th as well. Take the day off from chores and do something fun with your time instead. International Romani Day on the 8th celebrates Romani culture, 
It's also International Feng Shui Awareness Day, a 3,500-year-old Chinese practice that uses energy forces to harmonize people within their environment. April 10th marks the largest volcanic eruption in known history. In 1815, Mount Tambora, Indonesia exploded. Big Wind Day also takes place in the US on April 12th, and that commemorates the highest natural wind gust ever measured on the Earth's surface. It was on the afternoon of April 12th, 1934, that winds blowing at 231 miles per hour were recorded by Mount Washington Observatory. Mount Washington is the highest peak in the northeastern United States at 6,288 feet. And that's what I've got for you this week. Now, onto the show. The fact that self-love is important is the biggest understatement of the century. The most important relationship in your life is the one that you have with yourself. And we see it all the time within the wellness community. Love yourself. Often marketed alongside a face mask, a bubble bath, and some rose quartz crystals. But self-love isn't something that can be bought. It doesn't have fancy packaging, and it can't be obtained from an external source. It comes completely from within. The toxic positivity of just love yourself fails to take into consideration the complex reasons as to why someone may not. And why don't we love ourselves in the first place? Because it's very easy to not, and really, you could argue that self-hatred could be seen as a default setting that we're raised into, a quote-unquote normal condition within our society beginning from the day we're born. No one's childhood is perfect, and even if you had the best parents in the world, you are still likely to have received some messaging that's skewed your perception of what it means to love yourself, especially if you were born in the 80s and the 90s, where there were toxic and experimental parenting techniques, when divorce rates rocketed and society, which had relative security since the Second World War, was also about to radically shift in a way that those reaching adulthood were poorly equipped to deal with. Were you told as a child that you can't do a certain profession because it doesn't earn enough money or it isn't respected or expected of you to do that? Were you told to dress a certain way or behave in a certain way so you'd fit into the society or family you were raised in? Or how many times did you have to do something that you hated but you were told it's for your own good? These messages as a child were probably quite confusing and repeated over time from your parents or primary caregivers who look after you and basically keep you alive, they may lead the person to not only distrust themselves but also to see their desires as bad and emotions as volatile, dangerous and untrustworthy. We might sideline the importance of happiness and want to conform so we're seen as lovable and belonging to a social group. Now this isn't a blame game on these primary caregivers. They were just doing the best they could with the resources that they had. And I can't speak for all religions, but personally growing up in a Catholic environment where you're born into sin and you're inherently evil 
and badness will triumph within us if we don't monitor ourselves and if we're not careful. Again, this is planting seeds in your subconscious that you're not to be trusted and you're a bad person. Combine this with advertising, social media, and also the cosmetic world, which are constantly reinforcing the idea that we're not enough. We live in a world where the average age for cosmetic surgery drops year after year, and more and more people are getting surgery at younger ages. A figure from 2019 stated that on average, 37 was the age of a woman for her first time procedures. TikTok, with its various filters, wasn't as popular then, and I'm willing to bet the average age has been driven lower. We also pick up messages along the way that self-love is selfish, narcissistic, and the only acceptable love worth pursuing is that from other people. Other people, where we have to meet their expectations, and in some cases, actually change to do so. Reinforcing that we are not enough, and really, setting us up for failure as the expectations that we're trying to live up to, they're not our own, and they don't match our desires. There's also trauma and systematic discrimination that can leave someone feeling like they shouldn't even be alive and operate under a cloud of shame and self-blame. We self-police, we compare ourselves to others, and we shame and beat ourselves up for so many reasons based on this idea to please, fit in, and be loved. We, and the society we live in, collaborate and create standards that we will never meet and that constantly shift We're living in a pandemic of self-hatred. My aim with today's episode is to make you and your mind a more friendly, supportive and happier place to be, to help you fall deeper in love with your existence. And really, let's make you your biggest ally. Let's start off with what actually is self-love. Self-love is an appreciation of yourself and a high regard for your well-being and happiness. It is where you satisfy and meet your own needs, and don't sacrifice your well-being to please others. I want to stress, it's a lifelong process, and it's a practice. There will be periods of time where you feel indifferent, and there'll be times where you're constantly close to self-love. It's natural to ebb and flow. I believe self-love is our natural state, It's how we should all be operating, but our hard drives have been conditioned and faulty programming has been placed on them over the years. And as a result, things don't function as easily as they could. There's friction between different faulty programs, there are system errors, but this can all be fixed with small steps that retrain our brains. It isn't narcissism, it's recognizing and taking care of your needs and realizing that they have value. I'm going to set out some techniques that you can use. Some will resonate, some won't. Use some and don't implement them all at once. It's going to be too much. Small steps are better than no steps. I want to share some techniques to fill up your own cup, so to speak, so it doesn't run dry and so we don't start looking externally for other methods to fill it because in my opinion... That's where the issues begin, and we become reliant on things that are external to us. With us filling up our own cups, we can start giving freely to those around us and begin influencing their world in a more positive way. Just to highlight again, we need to view this process as a practice. So, my first tip, it's actually my favourite, and one that I use a lot if I'm going through a rocky period. 
when making a decision, whether it be a big one, like should I move house or should I get a new job or a small one, like what do I want for lunch? I ask myself, what would someone who loved themselves do? Follow the first answer that comes to you. Now I know this sounds really simple, but it's actually quite clever. You might completely hate yourself, but the question bypasses that and tricks your brain a little bit. It's tapping into your intuition and prioritizing something that's right for you. It's really easy and simple, but please don't underestimate the power of this. And a similar one to use when things go wrong in your life and you begin that spiral of blaming yourself. Use the same technique around someone who loves you. So you would ask, what would they do? What would they say to you? And how would they behave? Chances are they would respond in a loving, kind way. Tap into this and practice it for yourself. Now when talking about self-love, a big part of it is questioning how do you treat yourself? Are you speaking harshly to yourself? Do you dismiss your emotions and tell yourself to get over things? Can you imagine if you said this to someone else? Just a side note. Are you suppressing your feelings or distracting yourself from them by diving into behavior that you know isn't good for you? How do you feel when you look in the mirror? This is a big one. When I started modeling, I had mild to moderate acne and my agent was just awful about it and told me I was shaming the agency and letting them all down and it gave me a bit of a complex and it really stressed me out which made my skin way worse surprisingly and I remember waking up in the morning and going to the mirror straight away to assess my skin and I'd freak out if I had a new spot and my god the pressure that I put myself under and how I hated myself my thoughts turned to blame and I focused on the negatives about myself and why don't I have flawless skin and why this why that this is called cognitive distortion whereby you magnify the negative narratives you tell yourself and funnily enough I also believed at the same time that of course I love myself what are you talking about but when I stepped back and actually started paying attention to my self-talk or inner talk or whatever you want to call it, I was horrified and I was so far from a place of self-love. So whatever it is, the way you mistreat yourself, you've got to flip it around and counter it. So with the speaking harshly to yourself, you need to catch the thought, like recognize it, counter it and say something that feels really good to say. For example, my skin problems where I was putting pressure on myself, I would say, okay, yeah, I have a spot, but this is a process I'm working on and it's going to take time and there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. But also maybe I really liked my hair on that day or I wore a good outfit. I'd comment on that as well. Find other ways to compliment and to support yourself when countering the negative self-talk. That is a brilliant way to start this process. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. With ignoring the emotions, this was a really hard one that I personally struggled to get in touch with until I stumbled over a technique and there's loads of techniques around being present with your emotions but I'm going to share the one that worked for me. So sit down and think of something that's impacted you either in your day or just generally within your life. It can be anything. Bring up the memory, uh, bring it to mind and feel what emotion hits you and where. Then we want to drop the memory And we also want to stop the storytelling around it, like what you should have said or did or what you could have done or what they said. And then I said this and then he said that. Drop all of that. Drop all of that and focus on what emotion is occurring and where you feel it. What sensations are happening around it? Is it triggering any other feelings in your body? Just sit with it. Allow yourself to experience it as fully as possible. Be curious. You could also say things to yourself like, I'm here for you. I'm holding space. And when the emotion clears, that's when you can stop. I personally like doing this if I've had a particularly rough day before I fall asleep. For me, it's kind of like clearing the recycling bin on your computer kind of vibe. It lets me clear the rubbish from the day. Also, writing a list of how you want to treat yourself combined with an action on how to actually do it, that's really powerful. Also, while you're in meditation, visualizing yourself as a child and asking, does this child deserve to be unhappy or unloved? Start to pick the child up and hold it and imagine providing for it in the way that it needs. So this could be playing with it, reading a bedtime story, whatever comes to mind. You could also look at a picture of yourself as a child if you're struggling to imagine all of this. You could also write a list of ways that you can show love to yourself, however you want to interpret that. It could be writing things down like eating when you're hungry, going to bed when you're tired, taking a break when you need to, because often we overwrite these things. It might be eating more nourishing foods. It might be allowing yourself to feel off. Because how many of us beat ourselves over the back saying, why do I feel like this? And we start blaming ourselves for not feeling okay. It is okay to not feel okay. It might be every time you criticize yourself, you think of three compliments. That's a really good way of training your brain. It might be telling people around you how you truly feel. And obviously we might need to be a bit careful around that because we might be around people that we really shouldn't be vulnerable with. So that does require some thinking around that. We're essentially writing down whatever you feel would be beneficial in supporting you. 
And you can go back to this list, you can add to it as you learn more about what you need. Because sometimes we are out of touch with what we really need. It's okay, it's completely fine, but be curious throughout this process and commit to doing one thing on the list that you can achieve comfortably and let the habit form. It takes around three to five weeks and work down the list. It's a slow process, but we want sustainability. You can also write a list of what you feel grateful for. I love doing these and they always put things into perspective for me. Now, self-worth is a big part of loving ourselves, but we place that worth and define it based on how useful we are to others and how we're perceived by others as well. And you can see how that can be problematic pretty quickly, especially if you operate in circles where people don't appreciate you. So what do we do here? I mean, I'd say leave these circles ASAP, but I understand that isn't always possible, especially if it's a job setting. Or we can do something a little bit more radical and useful and empowering. Change our definition and how we actually view self-worth. How are we going to do this? Well, the definition of self-worth is, quote, a sense of one's own value as a human being. But this gets hijacked and we tie our self-worth to our jobs, relationships, even to our social media accounts, things which may be highly volatile. We need to stop relying on our self-worth being recognized externally and bring it into the internal. And I've got a few tips on how to do this. Find something desirable about yourself or something that you really like about yourself, not tied to an achievement. So it's going to look something like, I encourage and I lift people up. And then we want to find examples in our lives where we've done this. And then find something else you like about yourself and find evidence for it. And find something else you like about yourself and list the evidence. And keep going till you've got a CV of what's great about you. We're moving from a place of focusing on where there's a lack of self-worth to a place where we already have it. It isn't possible to be worthless, and sometimes it's a really good thing to remind ourselves of that. We also want to be really clear about what success looks like to us. For example, my definition is loads of free time, doing stuff that I love for work, and not answering to someone who has power over me. And I'm taking active steps to achieve my version of success. With thinking about the definition of success, you might realize that you already are. So it's worth just sitting down and just questioning your values and beliefs around that. Part of self-worth is forgiving yourself, which requires self-acceptance. So let's take a quick look at that. The world reinforces on a daily basis that there's something wrong with us. Similar to above, look for what you do like about yourself. It doesn't have to be massive. It can be, I like the shape of my nose, or I like the way I can make someone laugh. And I want you to do this often. Often like a few times a day, and maybe for a minute a day. Maybe you can set random alarms, and basically go hunting for random compliments about yourself. Build this list up over time, and ultimately embrace what makes you different. It sounds really simple, a lot of these techniques do, but... They're going to help us start getting used to the idea of liking ourselves and strengthening those muscles in our mind, so to speak. Another part of self-acceptance is making peace with our mistakes. We all make mistakes, and some are huge and some are tiny. 
and feeling angry with ourselves steps in the way of our self-worth. In order to start the forgiveness process, we need to acknowledge and accept what's happened and from this, the blame will stop. Now personally, I don't really do regrets. I'm boiling myself alive for my mistakes. I mean, I do a little. Sometimes I start thinking, for example, about modeling and chasing that dream for 10 years that ultimately meant I sacrificed my 20s. Kind of heavy. And I start to feel a bit rubbish. But I realize that I'm zoomed in way too close to the situation. Like, that story hasn't played fully out for me yet, and to sit and think with absolute certainty that it was a mistake, it's kind of a little bit silly. I learnt a lot of skills within modelling that I'm utilising today, and also I don't think I would have started this podcast if I wasn't modelling. Your mistakes and regrets might have set you on a path that you haven't finished yet, so how can you say with certainty that it was a true failure? Let's also look at this little exercise. There's four parts. First is to think about a past mistake. Second, we want to acknowledge what actually happened. The third and most vital part is thinking what did you actually learn or what can you learn from the situation. This is important to focus on because next time you have the opportunity to react differently. The fourth part is closing with a sincere I forgive you and you might have to repeat this process to fully lay your grievances to rest. All of us to some extent regret decisions we've made in our lives which isn't helpful. And of course, hindsight is always wonderful. But something that I find quite groundbreaking and liberating is we acted in the best way we thought at the time, because if it wasn't the best way, we wouldn't have done it. It's a really simple statement, but it's really powerful. We acted the best way we thought at the time, because if it wasn't the best way, we wouldn't have done it. Sit with that for a minute and just see how that is applicable within your life and see if that sort of eases any tensions you've got around regret. I'm going to call time on this week's show because I feel like I've bombed you with a lot and I don't want to overwhelm you. I really hope this episode has given hope around the idea of self-love and has broken it down a little bit because it's so mysterious and intangible sometimes. Join me next week, Wednesday, 5pm UK time, where part two of self-love is released. And if you've enjoyed today's episode and would like to support the show, you can buy a membership to my exclusive content over on Supercast. The link is in the episode description and it's super easy to set up. Plus, I've got loads of interesting stuff on there. Or you can buy me a coffee. Peace out, witches, and I'll see you at the crossroads.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.